Cresso and welcome to the Great British Drafting Show, a Panthers Draft podcast, a proud part of the Riot Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. And joining me today, as he will be every week, is Vincent Richardson, draft analyst for the Riot Report. Hello. Now, we're recording this just before the Super Bowl, but you're going to listen to this uh, after. Um, so, Vincent, what are your thoughts for the Super Bowl tonight? Um, so, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I, I think the big question for the Rams is going to be about uh, Jared Goff and how well he holds up, particularly under pressure. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if the, the Patriots go quite blitz heavy early and just try and scare him into some really bad mistakes early on, yeah. as he kind of has done in the past. So I, th- I think if if Jared Goff is just okay, I think the Rams are in a really good place. Yeah, I think uh, I read somewhere that Jared Goff does fairly well against man coverage and uh, the Patriots are a very man coverage heavy team. So that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Rams run a lot of play action, like really hard play action stuff, and their O line is incredibly good. So, if they tend to give him a lot of time to throw, but if if they can, if the Patriots can really blitz and force him to make quick decisions, it'll be interesting to see how he deals with that. Okay, uh, let's make some quick predictions so we can get made fun out of on Twitter yeah, yeah. when it comes out. So, I'm gonna go for twenty-three sixteen to the Patriots. Okay, I was going to go 34-27 to the Patriots. Okay. God, we're going to look like such idiots tomorrow when it's about 6-7 or whatever it is. Yeah, and the Rams winning. <laughs> anyway, we're not... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who would do this for a living, eh? <laughs> yeah, make predictions about the future. God. Oh, God. God. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Yeah, let's, this, let's, uh, let's, do, let's do some more predictions of the future. Yeah, let's have more. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going to continue with the next position group, which is linebackers this week. So we'll split it up into uh, outside linebackers and inside linebackers. Uh, Vincent, do you want to just quickly go over the distinction? Yeah, I mean, so just to be clear, we're not looking at the like, the three, four outside edge guys. But this is just sort of the, you know, the, 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 the four, three outsides and the um, the insides of both four, threes and three, fours. Uh, so we're not looking at like pass rushing specialists. Um, there's... The, there's not that much distinction in terms of there are a lot of players who can probably play both, um, particularly in four threes. But there are going to be guys, because of the greater run responsibility um, for for three, four inside backers, there are going to be guys who whose run defense is so good that they can get on the field in a three, four, but in a four, three, their coverage ability would probably be pushed beyond what they can really provide uh, and and vice versa there'll be guys whose real ability is playing in space but aren't necessarily the most physical at taking on blockers and they'll be better suited to playing outside in a 4-3 rather than inside neither a 4-3 or a 3-4 so it, it's there are a lot of guys who will talk about who can reasonably play both and depending on which team they get drafted by will play one of the two but there are other guys who and we'll talk about this a bit more who are very sort of set in probably playing one of the two positions yeah so then uh, looking to the Panthers, who run a 4-3 defense, uh, yeah. who have they currently got at the linebacker position? And what so, needs do they have there? So you always got Luke um, Keekley in at the middle linebacker, and that's not changing anytime soon. Um, Shaq Thompson, with Thomas Davis gone, Shaq Thompson is, I think, is assumed going to be the number two guy. And with Jermaine Carter, uh, last year's rookie out of Maryland, probably taking that number three role after showing quite well. Um, there has also been some talk about the Panthers playing some more 3-4 next year. Um, in which case it's not totally clear whether they expect Shaq to move outside in three, four snaps or stay inside with Luke. I mean, Jermaine Carter is probably going to go as an outside linebacker in a three, four. Um, but it's, it's still a bit fluid what, how they're going to work things out from there. But um, 
yeah, no, I, I think it, it's very much sort of Luke, Shaq, and then Jermaine Carter. And then behind them, it's a bit unclear. David Mayo is a pending free agent. Uh, you've got Andre Smith, who did some nice things as a rookie, but has also got a really bad injury history. Um, and then you've got like Ben Jacobs, Jared Norris, those kind of sort of depth guys. So I think it's one of a position where it would be a shock to the Panthers really prioritise it, but they're going to probably have some depth change over in numbers five and six are quite fluid at this point in time. Okay. Um, so what qualities would the Panthers be looking for in a, in a linebacker? Um, so it would depend a little bit on, on terms of how much they play 4-3 versus 3-4. But, I mean, realistically, from a linebacker, you want to see, as a prospect, you want to see movement skills in space. I mean, a lot of colleges play really simplified coverages, so you're not going to see the full range of coverage abilities, but you want to see the speed to run with, with running backs and tight ends. You want to see the a fairly smooth uh, back pedal and lateral agility, the ability to move players in space and then sort of the high level skills are things like the ability to read um, route patterns um, and some ball skills. Although the ability to read route patterns is quite hard to judge purely from tape. So this is a position that would benefit from being able to interview a lot of the prospects. And then in terms of a run defense, you want to see the ability to take on blockers, which means not just the strength, not just get completely pushed out of the way, but also the ability to to locate your hands, prevent the blockers getting on you, and then to shed blocks. Uh, and then you've got the intelligence side in terms of gap discipline and the leverage and understanding where you have to be. And again, these are things that you, are best probed through interviews, but you can generally get a vague idea from tape of whether someone is consistently out of their gap or in their gap and and. I mean, it's it, it's it's one of the most varied positions in terms of there are quite different things you want people to do. And I think that's some of what we'll get to in terms of there are some people who are very good at one half of it and not very good at the other half. But it, it's it's sort of split between can you defend the run? Can you defend the pass? And then there's also the mental bit of can you make sure you're not doing the wrong thing at any point in time? Yeah. Um, one thing I'll add is the importance of discipline in the run game also extends mm-hmm. to being able to uh, cover um, because you, you want to see from a, a linebacker in coverage that they're both sort of um, disciplined to their assignments. So if that zone, what, what zone they're yeah. covering. Um, to be able to be decisive in terms of what they're doing, but not to gamble, essentially. Yeah. No, I, I think it, it's it's quite hard sometimes to see when someone's doing something right. But generally, when someone's doing something really wrong, it stands out on tape. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's true. Yeah. Um, and also, I think for for linebackers, if you're a linebacker that can't play in coverage, then there is very little value to you. Um, you're not yeah. going to be drafted that high, just because it's you know you can find lots of linebackers who can only play the first two downs. But really, yeah. uh, given the passing league, uh, you know what the NFL has become. If you if you can't, you know what happens if there's play action, etc. Um, yeah. You just can't scheme around guys who can't cover, um, and that's important. No, I think I think that's the thing is, is that kind of yes, I, th- I think as time has gone by, it's it's now much more the coverage skills are more and more important. So that there will be guys who just even if they're quite good run defenders, their value is almost nothing because they, they as soon as a team looks to pass on them, they're just stuck. Yeah, yeah, um, and I imagine the same can be said for uh, you know vice versa, where if you yeah. can't really defend against the run, then why not just play a safety out there? Why not just have an extra defensive back? Yeah, no, I think that's, that's 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 definitely true. I think the only thing would be is that a lot of a lot of run defense is mental and technical in a way that um, can be taught to a certain degree. So, if like if someone is a legitimately excellent cover player, you can teach them to be okay against the run. Whereas there'll be guys who just athletically can just 
just can't hack it against the pass and yeah. there's nothing you can do to teach that so if teams have to pick one or the other they pick good coverage players who they can then try and get better in run defense rather than the other way around yep okay let's start with outside linebackers so these are players that you've listed as outside linebackers on your big board yeah yeah and uh, number one is Devin White, which is probably not a surprise. Maybe a surprise no. to some that he's listed as an outside linebacker rather than an inside linebacker. But yeah. um, not really so, a surprise that he's number one. No, I think I mean, I, just to speak very briefly about sort of why I have him outside rather than inside. It, it, it's, it's what we were talking about just, just then, that his, his real value is his coverage potential. And whilst he could become a good run defender, right now he's coverage ability is significantly ahead of his run defense ability and whilst that means that if you know if you're a 3-4 team you can draft him as an inside linebacker and he still has significant value probably still a second round pick however if you're a 4-3 team and want to play an outside where you're going to maximize his coverage ability then he starts becoming that high second round and if i'm honest if he interviewed well maybe even sort of borderline first round talent that he you know he, he compares quite well to say Roquan Smith last year where he's a linebacker for the modern NFL he moves well in space he's not actually the most physical guy against the run and that's where he has to get better he has to you know his technique in terms of shedding blocks has to be better but but his potential to be a coverage um matchup option is is really valuable in the modern NFL I imagine though if he gets drafted at the top of the first round it's because the team wants to play him inside you know an NFL team isn't taking an outside linebacker in the, in the um, top 10 Maybe uh, I think I think I think it, probably not in an average year, but this is a really as we've said before, this is not the strongest draft class, and I think there will there will be there will be teams who are just willing to get a a very good player at a slightly less valuable position in the top ten rather than necessarily needing them to be a superstar. If that makes sense. I think that does make sense. Um, yeah. No, he's. I mean, we'll talk about the inside linebackers in a second, but I think for me, he is comfortably the best linebacker in this class. And and that's not to say he's perfect, but there, his his ceiling is distinctly higher than everybody else's. Um, and his floor's not that much lower. I might, I might, I might question that. Um, but I'll okay. I'll bring that up when we get onto okay, we're gonna go inside. Things, okay. but a similar ceiling. Um, do you have any question marks over him? Because I'm a bit worried about his his tackling. Um, yeah, his tackling's a bit iffy. Um, yeah. It's not. I think it's a bit iffy rather than terrible. Um, he, I think he, te- he has a, a lot of linebackers do this, and it needs to get worked on. But he has a tendency to try and dive into tackles. Um, I think that's coachable, but that that's that's that is an issue. Um, I think as a run, he, he is certainly a lot better as a coverage player than a run defender. Um, but I think there's. Most of the concerns I have of him as a run defender are things that should be relatively easy, easily coachable and a fairly basic technique things that, that, that it's quite hard to see him just being, it, it, it's, there's no physical concern or sort of, it, it's not that his gap discipline is just completely all over the place and he has no idea where to be lined up. Um, uh, yeah, his tackling and his actual hand usages defending the run are are the biggest concerns for me, but I, I don't, they're not so big as concerns that I'm going to drop him much more than a, a you know, half a round or two. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There are very few people that are down on him essentially. Yeah. That, that, it's, I don't think I'm as high on him as, as maybe some are, but he's, he's still, I think a very good running uh, linebacker prospect. 
I mean, out of most guys that are predicted going the first round, you're not high on them as your other people. <laughs> no, no, I, I think that, 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 that there will be a couple of guys who I quite like, but this is, I, I, I think it, it's quite telling that the number of first round grades does not fluctuate as much as the quality of draft classes. And therefore, you've got to wonder whether in the poor draft classes, there are just guys who are getting inflated. And I think there is a risk that that people are getting a bit overexcited about some prospects. But I think I think Devin White is genuinely a very good prospect. Yep. Um, and to go from one guy who's uh, routinely predicted to go in, you know, the top of a draft first round to a guy that seems to be predicted to be seventh round, maybe undrafted, uh, number two on your outside linebacker list is Cole Holcomb. Yeah. No, I, I, I must admit, it, it was not, when I sat down to watch the linebackers, it was not somebody who I thought was going to be particularly good. You kind of, you know, generally linebackers are not there aren't that many complete um sleeper picks at linebacker because generally the game doesn't change generally the people who are really good prospects tend to stand out at college as well but but Cole Holcomb's just really solid like I, you know I would struggle to imagine him becoming a star in the NFL but he just does a lot of things pretty well he is you know technically very solid against the run he, he moves quite well in space like he's probably going to go late day three based on where he's pitched now and I think if, if you're the Panthers he's kind of a, a a really common sense pick in terms of he could come in and be that number four or five linebacker as a seventh round pick and offer you some of the best quality depth you're going to get at linebacker uh, for almost nothing in terms of draft capital yep I was uh I was very impressed by his uh coverage skills yeah he's he's, 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 he's actually really quite nice and in terms of his movement and stuff and he, he's it's it's really surprising that he's as low rated as he is because it you no know, people who are weigh 230 plus pounds and can move like he can generally just just that alone gets them a mid-round grade if that makes sense and the fact that yeah. he's rated as low as he is i think is possibly a reflection of the fact that unc have been pretty terrible for the last few years and therefore he's just kind of slipped through the radar and but he, he's yeah he's, he's a really solid pick actually i i i i really like cole holcomb yeah, I imagine um, the reason he's he's so far down is because he's not that big. Like, no, you know, two hundred feet isn't isn't great. But also, I think he's he is limited to playing uh, outside linebacker in a four three. Yeah, no, I think yeah, he's he's, he's he, he probably wouldn't hold up playing inside. But I mean that has that has value. I mean I I, I must admit it, it's 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 almost too good to be true type fairy tale pick where you sort of think actually it, you know whoever gets him is probably gonna be very pleasantly surprised you know he, he, he's probably a borderline you know, I mean, you know he probably might be a starter down the line but you know the kind of value he offers late in the third round is really quite appealing actually yeah he could be a very nice pickup for a team maybe the panthers i mean they, they've probably got local scouts right yeah i mean particularly i mean there are boards that project him to be a UDFA, and I mean, if he if he falls as a UDFA, then that makes absolutely tons of sense as a as a as UNC guy yep. coming to the Panthers. I mean, that you know, uh, oh God, who was the guy who came out of Clemson a couple of years ago? Might have been last year. Um, ben Bulware, you know, did a similar thing where he came out of a Carolina school and went and you know played linebacker for the Panthers in training camp and didn't quite make it. But Cole Holcomb would would be a a really if if he goes undrafted, it makes so much sense for the Panthers just to try and get him on board. Yep. Okay, moving on. Uh, Jordan Jones is your third outside linebacker. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you do well? Um, again, he's a pretty solid run defender. Um, he's not the best coverage guy, but he's okay. I think he's he's 
I, I think the way I read about it was he's kind of he's a bit of a slightly worse version of Cole Holcomb in that he's probably never going to be a star, but he's pretty solid. He's pretty pro ready. He could come in and offer you immediate sort of backup or sort of rotation quality. Um, yeah, I, he's he's even more undersized than Cole Holcomb, so there are going to be some yeah. people who are a bit concerned about that. But he's he's technically pretty solid, and you know, realistically, Cole Holcomb and Jordan Jones, I know they're number two and through my board, but they're they're you know day two, day th- late day two, early day three picks in terms of sort of quality. There's a real gap between Devin Wright and the rest, but but they could offer just solid depth early in day three or late in day two. Yep. Um, I, I prefer Cole Holcomb a, a little bit to Jordan Jones. Yeah, I think I he's got better technique and, and coverage and can get off blocks better. Yeah, no, I think he's just slightly better in every regard. I think he's kind of, you know, he, he's not way better in any one category, but it, for guys who are just pretty solid throughout, Cole Holcomb is just that little bit better at almost everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then my next guy's Vershawn Joseph from Florida. He's sort of the complete polar opposite in that there are lots of things he does wrong, but it's then about his potential to be something athletically, you know, a year or two down the line. Um, he's a bit undersized again, but for a four-three outside, it's probably fine. And he looks, you know, he's he's, he's his straight line speed's pretty good. Um, he moves reasonably well in space, um, and he actually has something as a pass rusher. But his gap control is all over the place. He appears to take quite a long time to process gaps, and his tackling is a bit iffy as well. Like you know, he's whereas for for Holcomb and and um, uh, Jackson, not Jackson Jones, even it, it's much more about their sort of immediate impact. For for Joseph, it's it's all about what he can become because right now there's a lot that he doesn't do well. Yep, he's a he's an interesting guy, but a bit of a project. Yeah, yeah, and probably not until a day three type project. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, they're, like they're... If, if if you're talking about like absolute upside, who comes, you know, like a starting four three outside linebacker, but I, I I can't imagine him being a star that racks up tackles. No, no, he, he his his ceiling is that of a a good starter rather than a star, and given where his floor is, uh, he's probably going to go higher because people like athletic numbers, but he's. He's a, he's definitely a work in progress, shall we say? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I'm ready to move on to inside linebackers if you are. Yeah, I think just just give a quick mention to the guys who got below that. So there, there are there are other guys there, um, it, but the quality at outside for, for certainly the specific four three outside linebackers does drop off quite quality quick quickly. There are a couple of guys like Sione uh, Taki Taki and Chase Hansen um, who are okay borderline depth players but with limited ceilings but it if we're honest it's kind of devon white big gap cole holcomb reasonable gap then the next layer of guys this is not a particularly deep linebacker class there's kind of devon white is the star and cole holcomb is the, the sleeper and then it's it's very much into kind of mediocrity from there but yeah we want to inside guys yeah, uh, there's probably quite a few more guys to talk about. Yeah, there's more to talk about there. Yeah. Um, so number one is is David Long, uh, out yeah. of West Virginia. Um, why have you got him number one? So I think he does some things really well, um, particularly things that are valuable to a three-four scheme. So if you want an inside linebacker who can shoot gaps, penetrate, and disrupt running plays, he's probably the best in this class at that. Um, and his athletics so he West Virginia ran some really simplified coverages like he was not pushed in coverage a huge amount but his movement skills are good enough 
that he could be at least decent in this regard. I mean, I, he he's one of the guys that is very specifically, he is a 3-4 inside linebacker. He's not going to play in a 4-3 at all, um, at least not to a high level. But if you can find, he does enough things well and flashes enough potential at the other things that he... I think if you have a defensive coordinator who is willing to be a bit creative with how he uses him, I think he could offer quite interesting value as as a guy potentially who plays inside on first and second down and then maybe even moves outside in a 3-4 on third down as a, as a pass rusher. Uh, it would be interesting to see, but I think he's he's very good at the things he's good at and he's not so bad at the things he's bad at that you think he just cannot do them whatsoever. I mean, to be, if I'm honest, there are five guys at the inside linebackers there are five guys who are really quite close together and it's a little bit of what you're looking for specifically like you know um so the next we're talking about quickly that the guy i've got next is mac wilson who is the opposite end of the scale and that mac wilson could probably play outside in a 4-3 or inside in either a 4-3 or a 3-4 is a much better coverage player does have some issues against the run in terms of getting off blocks and stuff but there's there's a number of guys who are very close in terms of overall grade but depending on what you look for in a linebacker their value varies massively so bearing in mind the panthers run a 4-3 unless they're willing to get very creative david long probably isn't the guy for them um though it would be quite fun to see how they would potentially use him but someone like mac wilson is much more suited to playing in the panthers sort of 4-3 system and then guys like tevin coney and devin bush are then much more 3-4 guys again yep um David Long's a big question mark for me. Um, it's a very hard projection because all he seems to have been asked to do at West Virginia is shoot gaps. Yeah, no, um, and he, he sort of plays like his hair's on fire. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's like, probably not. Just you know. running about. Um, his, his tackling form is more just kind of run into people real fast, and that means he misses a lot. He does. Um, he does quite good tackles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he's just difficult. He's 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 got some some traits that are interesting. Um, he he does have power when he tackles. Um, he has got burst. He can kind of uh, make tackles behind the line of scrimmage. Um, but it's there are too many question marks for me to sort of agree with your decision to put okay. in, um, number one. Um, do you, yeah, he's an interesting guy. Yeah, no, he's. He, was because so I, I've written a profile for him that will come out in the right report as we go through. So just to be clear, the guys I'm writing about this week are him, Cole Holcomb, and Bobby um, Okarike, who we're going to come to in a bit. Uh, but David Long, he's sort of you're looking for a pro comparison, and you're kind of thinking, I can't really think of anyone who actually plays like him. And that's either a positive or you know, depending on how creative you are as a DC, that can either be a big positive in that you see him as a really useful matchup piece, or a big negative in that you don't think you're going to get enough value out of him. It, it's very much a matter of do the do the constituent parts add up to a sum that is either greater or less than the whole? Yep. Um, do you think? Do you, do you have size concerns if he if he is going to play inside backer in a three four? I don't think so, really. I mean, he's his power's bigger than his size. Like he's not he's not getting pushed off. Yeah, he's not getting pushed around uh, um, when he gets caught on blocks and stuff. So I, no, I think I think he holds his own strength wise, and even though he's a bit small, he. I, I I don't think he's going to just get pushed out of the way. I think he's more powerful than his size suggests, so I think it's it's probably not an issue. Yep. Uh, and a guy you mentioned, Mac Wilson. Uh, I'll talk a bit about him now because he was a guy that came to mind when you you questioned if there was anyone who's got the upside of of Devin White in this okay. linebacker class. Okay. And yeah, I, I no, think, that makes sense. That makes sense actually. Yeah. 
I think um, Mac Wilson definitely has it. He's got terrific coverage skills, um, terrific athleticism, and I think he he definitely shows enough in a run game for you to feel optimistic. You know, it's still somewhat of a projection. Okay. Uh, to see him become, you know, a, yeah. a full-time sort of inside linebacker. No, I think that's probably, that's, probably, that's probably a good point. I think I think his 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 ceiling is probably less obvious than than um, Devin White's. But I think yeah, he probably yeah. He, you know, he he's yeah. I think uh, yes yes that makes sense. I think it, certainly if it was a second guy you have to talk about, I think it's definitely Matt Wilson. Yeah, he's yeah. probably less he's probably less sudden in his movements than Devin White's. I think he's he's a much more smooth player if that makes sense. And I yeah. think. Yeah, I think that there are, there are a couple of plays where his his athleticism was was really apparent, but I think it's more um, like you know what he was asked to do at Alabama versus what Devin White was asked to do, where Devin White was penetrating a lot more, whereas at Alabama yes. you've got the defensive line to do that. That he was yeah, just kind of cleaning up after. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I think that's really fair. I think I think Mac Wilson is. It'd be interesting to see how how they the two two of them test and how they match up sort of size wise. Yeah, because Mac Wilson. This, this is going to sound weird, but Mac Wilson looks a lot smaller than he measures, and I don't think that's because he. <laughs> I don't think he's going to measure smaller than he than he apparently measures, but he he does not look like a six foot one, two hundred and forty pound linebacker. Yeah, he, you know he 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 looks distinctly slimmer than that, and I don't think that's because he's not going to weigh that, but it, it's deceptive how big he is. I think. Yeah. I think may, maybe. More I think about it, yeah, maybe, maybe it'll be interesting to see how he how he how he tests and how he measures because he he's a very certainly for 240 pounds he's he's a very smooth athlete and it would just be interesting to see. I mean, he's a guy that I think probably would I don't know whether but inside in a four three is probably where I think he'd be best. I think in a yeah. three, yeah, be, yeah. I think that the, that's the thing is that particularly this inside group it's going to depend an awful lot on where they go and play because if you stick Mac Wilson inside in a three four. I'm not sure he's going to be the best suited guy to that. Where and there are other guys we can talk about in a bit. Here, if you stick them inside or even out, if you stuck them, oh God, like Tevin Coney, who's the next guy I've got. If you stick him outside in a four-three, he's going to really struggle, and it will just depend entirely on which scheme he gets drafted into. Yeah, I I, I can see Mac Wilson playing uh, outside in a in a four-three as well. Yeah, um, but he, he does play smaller than Devin White. I would say. I think he's 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 actually decent at getting off blocks, but once kind of the offensive lineman gets hold of him, there's that's it. Yeah, no, it, it's it's he's not. Like you were talking about David Long and the sort of you know he David Long is more powerful than his measurements suggest. I think Mac Wilson is possibly the opposite. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, I think that's an interesting point actually. Okay, Tavon Coney, what are your thoughts? Very good run defender. The, the question is entirely about whether he's athletic enough to hold up in coverage. Um, I think he is a three-four inside specialist. I think he's going to struggle in a four-three. Um, he's, but he is technically he's a really good run defender. He gets off blocks well. He, his gap discipline is really impressive. He tackles really well, um, and he even shows some bits in zone coverage. I think he, you know, he could be a good zone coverage defender. It's just going to be about whether he has the speed to cover the you know, cover laterally as a run defender, and whether he has the speed to run with people if he's asked to play man coverage at all. But he's he's probably got the highest floor of any linebacker in this class is that fair to say um, um in the right scheme yeah yeah it, it, sorry, yeah if you assume you play him inside in the three four it's quite hard to imagine him being a bad inside linebacker in a three four the question is for him is, is much more about where like how high is his ceiling and i think if 
if he if he looks good in space in the combine in, in individual drills at pro days then that will that will really help his stock yeah he's the he's the best run defender in the class he he sifts through traffic well uh he's yeah. he's definitely the best at getting off blocks uh solid tackler good discipline really hard to fault in the in the run game maybe you know it doesn't have the kind of um reduced to make tackles behind the line of scrimmage it's it, it's also it's 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 the it's the pursuit speed as well. I think that that that's that's the one concern yeah. I have is that on outside runs. Does he have the speed to to run laterally with a, with running backs potentially? Yeah, that's his, his big big question mark. I think he's got enough speed to not be taken off during third downs, um, and he's got enough awareness and zone like that. I, I saw a, a few uh, passes he got his uh, hands on, which is fairly impressive for a guy who you know let's let's face it isn't that great at you know movement skills no he's no he's he's, he's yeah uh, th- that that is going to be the big concern isn't it yeah but, um so like him matt wilson and devon white are the the three best linebackers in this class uh in my opinion and then there's a, a big gap uh and everyone else sort of follows behind that where it's a sort of pick your poison type of thing okay. but those three guys i i feel fairly good about um yeah and no, I, I think i certainly if it was it's week one now. You have to start one. It's definitely one of those three. I think it'll be interesting. Yeah. I think that David Long's value is entire is so scheme dependent. Yeah. And you, it, it's this is this is the thing. I think is is we'll we'll get to more as we go on. But it's kind of uh, particularly in a couple of weeks' time, we start talking about defense, interior defensive linesmen. It's about do, does this player skill set really work in your scheme? Like is 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 what you're asking your players to do what this guy does, or is it not? And for these guys, like for the Panthers, I don't think David Long would necessarily make a huge amount of sense to the Panthers. I'm not even sure Tevin Coney would either, but Mac Wilson would be, or Devin White would be really good for the Panthers. They're both yeah. going to go way too high. But whereas if you're, I don't know, um, I don't know, the Green Bay Packers say, Mac Wilson probably doesn't make a huge amount of sense for you. Um, and Devin White maybe makes less sense than others do, but Tevin Coney looks really, really good. Yeah. And, if you can find a way to use Devon Long, maybe he does as well. And then, you know, we're talking, you know, the other two guys I think are quite good at the inside guys are Devon Bush and Daryl Williams. And they're both, I think, probably more solid three, four inside guys as well, where it's, this is, this is a stronger linebacker class for a three, four team than a four, three team. And I don't think the Panthers are going to go that heavy at linebacker in the draft if they do go at all. So it's not the end of the world, but yep. If you're a 4-3 team looking for a for a, an elite linebacker, it's basically Mac Wilson or Devon White. Yep. Um, I think I think Daryl Williams is sort of a, a poor man's version of of Tevin Coney. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Um, not 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 he's not like that bad. Um, but he's but just he, a little he bit worse. Really everything. Do anything particularly better than than Tevin Coney when they've got similar profiles? Yeah. No, I think they're they're both. Their, their value is more in their floor than their ceiling, shall we say. Yep. Um, but Devin Bush is an interesting guy. Uh, yeah, he was, he was a hot... in college. Not that we particularly care about that, but no, I but felt he, like saying it. Um, he's a hard scout, actually. Yeah. But there, there's some odd contradictions in his game in, in that he kind of, his movement skills are actually pretty good. But yeah, he doesn't really show that much in coverage very often. I think I was was yep. it, it's. I think he's one of the more. Again, you're drafting much more about what he can become than necessarily what he is right now, despite his college production. Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree about that. 
Um, like he he's small, but he plays bigger than his size. Like yeah. he, he is quite ferocious. But I, yeah. I I just don't think he's got all of the, the pieces put together, both in the in the run and the pass game, for me to feel comfortable about taking him him high. No, I I, I don't think so. Devin White and Mac Wilson. So I think if. Yeah, Mac Wilson's an interesting point, actually. I think Devin White, I think I'd be happy taking sort of early. Um, And I think it's interesting, I'd I'd feel better about taking Mac Wilson early than I would David Long. But I think if it got to say, like, I know there are things David Long can do well. Like, I know if I want someone to shoot gaps, I know he can do that well. Yeah. And so it's kind of, it's the... I, I don't think he's ever going to become a superstar player. And so I think if you're drafting someone in the top 40 picks, you'd feel really iffy about it. Whereas Mac Wilson, you do think that's a, 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 a potential outcome. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's a really odd linebacker class in some ways. It, it, it's 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 got quite a lot of real specialists. It's a bit like the receiver class did as well, yeah. to be fair. But it, it's De- Devin White and Mac Wilson are probably the only people who are capable of being the sort of the complete prototype linebackers. Yeah, and and I, I think both of them will get uh, picked in the first round. Not that we're sort of in the predicting where people are going to get picked. No, no. necessarily care that much about it, but um, I, no, I, I think the NFL looks at both of those guys and think, you know, that that that's the linebacker in in 2019 essentially. Yeah, I think that's probably that's probably fair, and I think they're both kind of they're both versatile enough that m- almost every defensive coordinator can see their value. That that, yep. that you know almost regardless of what scheme you run, they have pretty good value to you. Yeah. So obviously, they have different value in different schemes, but you don't have to be that creative to get value out of Devon White. Yeah. Right, um, sh- should we talk about Bobby Okereke? Yeah, go on. I think he's an interesting one in that he's another guy who's probably going to go quite late. Definitely day three, I think, probably quite late day three. And I think he is... Again, another guy who's more suited to playing inside in a 3-4. But if, if you're looking for... The Panthers, you know, I think there's a decent chance that David Mayo leaves this offseason. Bobby Okereke is probably the most obvious, like-for-like, low-value replacement for that. And if you want someone who can play special teams, defend the run, and do okay in pass coverage from day one, and you don't want to spend a high pick, Bobby Okereke is probably the most obvious. If the Panthers need an inside linebacker, Bobby Okereke, I think, is probably the best just cheap backup inside linebacker in this draft. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, do you not see him as an, an outside linebacker? Because I think he, he, he struggles quite His a bit with, skills uh, are with blocks. Great. So I, think, I, it's, I don't think his actual lateral agility, I think his speed is much better than his lateral agility. Okay. And I think in terms of, it's interesting with blocks, so his is, so, I, I, so I've started sort of making the, the, the cut-ups for, to write a profile on him and, yeah. It, it's it's very much all or nothing. It's kind of either he sheds the block and it looks great, or he just you know, if he doesn't get off the block, he's going backwards quite quickly. Well, that my I think the reason why is I think he's got really long arms. Just watching him, and so if he if he manages to get his hands in first, then he, he's really good at shedding them. But you know when he doesn't, he's got no strength. That it's just the whitewash. Yeah, no, I think that's probably fair. I think it it'll be. I, uh, don't get me wrong he's very much in the category of I, I would struggle to see him becoming a star player and I think he's probably a best case scenario as a borderline starter but I think he could probably step in and you know I've got a fifth round grade a high fifth round grade in him I don't think he's probably going to be a starter but he could probably come in day one and just be 
good quality depth, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and if if you don't want to spend, like, you know, realistically, the Panthers, their long-term plan at linebacker is probably going to be to start Luke, Shaq, and Jermaine Carter. That is probably the long-term start. You know, they're not looking for someone to become a starter in two or three years. And if they just want someone to come in and back up Luke in case he goes out for half a game, say... I think Bobby Okereke then has some value just in terms of he, you know what you're going to get day one and what he does, he does quite well and he has some flaws and maybe he can work on them. But right now he can just come in and be okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. And I think he's, he's got enough uh, athletic talent that there is some upside there. You know, you're not just getting a, a special teams guy. In that no, no. That, you know, he could work out. And yeah, he's, he's he seems like he would be a, a decent late round pickup. Yeah, no, I, I think he's he's very much in the we need depth, so get someone late who can give you depth type category. Yeah. Um, and that has value, not loads of value, but that that has value. Right, are we are we pretty much done? Is there anyone else we're going to talk about? Um, there's no one that I particularly want to talk about. I think everyone else that I've seen have have got sort of severe athletic limitations yeah i think i think that's the thing with linebackers is there's kind of there's very much sort of a threshold of if you don't if you if you can't do this then you're just not going to be able to get on the field yeah and there'll be guys who make special teams or you know are the number five linebacker on a okay team but there are realistically only so many guys who can move in space the way you need linebackers to right now yeah. I mean, the, the, the only other guy is, I mean, I don't think you watched him, but, but Kendall Joseph from Clemson mm. is maybe the other guy who, again, has quite a lot to work on. And I've got sort of a, a, a late fourth round grade in him and he's, he's technically as a run defender quite poor, but he's one of the few other guys who you could see potentially being a solid player down the line in that he is probably, he does make that athletic threshold, even if he's got quite a lot of other stuff to work on. So, okay. and, and could probably play three, four or four, three as well. Okay, so, but yeah, it, as an inside guy. As uh, yeah, as an inside guy, yeah, probably. I mean, I, I don't know. I, it'd be, I think he might be able to play outside in a four-three, but yeah. it would be might rather than definitely can. But yeah, no, he, he he's the only other guy that I've seen who you think, yeah, I think it's unlikely, but but could be a starter down the road. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, my my general thoughts in this linebacker class: there are three. Uh, good all-around guys you know Matt Wilson Tevin Coney and Devin White mm-hmm. uh, and then the rest is I think Cole Holcomb is a specialist that can sort of contribute straight away yeah no, uh, I, must be, I, I I really like Cole Holcomb mostly. Yeah. I, 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 he's very unspectacular but really quite nice and solid yeah He's the kind of guy that gets, um, how can I put it, get, gets sort of get lo- gets lost in the mix in that, you know, you're, you're not going to stick on tape and suddenly Cole Holcomb jo- jumps out at you. But when you actually sit down and watch him, you think he's actually doing a pretty good job consistently yep. down for down. The the only game I found that he he didn't look amazing was the um, Duke UNC game last year. Yeah, I watched where, that. <laughs> where Duke kept going five wide, five wide, and UNC had no idea how to defend that. Yeah. And it just, it, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't on him. It was the entire defense just looked completely lost, and so they were just randomly blitzing linebackers because they had no idea how to defend five wide formations. Yeah. But that, that, that was the only game where I sort of thought he looked a bit lost, but the whole yeah. defense did. Yeah. I mean, now you know, I've got a couple of guys, so I'm not quite sure how they translate to the NFL in, in Devin Bush and, and David Long. 
that's not to say that they they haven't got interesting traits it's just they're they're, they're kind of hard to peg yes yeah they're, they're actually in a strange way quite similar i, yeah. I think yeah I, I know what you mean i i i i you can see potentially how they could be really impactful players but it's not obvious how you get them to that point yeah I mean, if I could somehow merge uh, Vashon Joseph and, and Daryl Williams and get the best out of both, then that would be really great. Yeah, but you can't. Yeah, yeah. and I wouldn't want to get the worst out of both because that's, that's an awful player. No, I must admit, that, that, in terms of, I think, of the guys who I've got sort of graded sort of fourth round and above, Vashon Joseph definitely has the lowest floor. In yeah. the, it's just... It, there are so many that like we were talking about earlier that, that you know it's clear when someone's saying very wrong there are a number of times not infrequently where he is very definitely not in the right place as a run defender yeah. um and and it's kind of his worst case scenario is him just being completely useless um but but he's athletic enough that he's gonna pe- people are gonna take a chance on him yeah anyway should we vaguely wrap up as we've been going on for quite yeah. a while um, so, so just uh, repeat the guys that you're writing articles on or have written. So it's going to be Cole Holcomb, David Long, and Bobby Okarike are going to be the, the profiles this week. Okay. Uh, and what position group have we got next week? Next week we've got tight ends, which is also something that Panthers aren't going to be massively high on, but it's actually it's one of the more interesting classes, I think, this year, and one of the more talked about ones in a quiet way. So, yep. yeah, we'll talk about that in the coming future. Okay. Um yeah, if you want to listen to us as you are now, then Spotify, iTunes, or any other way you listen to your podcast uh, is where you can find us. Um, yep. Again, keep checking the right report for latest uh, updates from Vincent on his thoughts and players. Yep. Um, the, the the big boards do get updated as the seat, as the draft will go on, so you know do check back in a few weeks when you know, see how things have changed. But for now, uh, I'm gonna love you with you as they say and. We'll be back next week. Yep. See you.